Welcome to a new podcast. This is Everything with Everett, a talk show podcast hosted by Everett McConaughey from Boise, Idaho. The purpose of this production is to share thoughts, voices, and information to further a discussion on who we are as individuals, communities, and a global presence. Everything with Everett is open to all topics of discussion, faith, religion, history, finances, and well, everything. Follow, like, listen, and subscribe. Visit EverettMcConaughey.com. Good morning. It's me, Everett. Everything with Everett. Thank you for joining me this week. Sorry about the lack of podcasts the last few weeks. Various things have been going on, so it just hasn't been very feasible to get anything out. Hopefully I can break that cycle and be back with you on a regular basis. So today is the last day of my time allotment for February. And the cycle starts over tomorrow. I just happen to have an hour and a half to fill. So what I would like to share with you today is a episode of Weekend Idaho, which aired on 670 KBOY. This is a show that was hosted by my father. It was produced by me. And it has Art Gregory with the History of Idaho Broadcasting Foundation on it as a guest. It is, I don't know if I told you this just a minute ago, it is from May 28th, 2011, and quite informative about Boise history and communications growth, I guess. So, without further ado, I hope you enjoy, and I will talk to you soon. Good, good Saturday morning to you. Let's go to uh, number 19, uh, Taylor. Uh, now, uh, with me this morning is Art Gregory. And good morning to you, Art. Hello, how are you? I am tickled that you are here and that Del Chapman is on his way. Uh, Del Chapman, for years and years, uh, well, I, I think he probably got out of the habit of getting up so early in the morning, but he will be here. I have faith. Let's go to number 19, Taylor, uh, in Art's bag of uh, promos and clips. Majority Leader H. Ferd Cook of Boise wished an ailing member the Capitol Press Corps well in a floor speech Friday and expressed hope for his early return to work. Cook spoke of the... Uh, It's not the one I have. 19, 19. KBOI AM on 950 Music at Marty's Place. The casinos front and center inside the top ten this week. A slip from three to number seven. Then you can tell me goodbye. Each morning for a million years. Tommy James and the Shandells, and I think we're alone now. Number twelve. That's what they say when we're together. And watch how you play. You heard it first on KBOI, the Sinatra's Nancy and Frank. I know I stand in line until you think you have the time to spend an evening with me. I love you. Boy, watch this one go all the way to the top. KBOI. where she came from. 
Okay. Uh, tell us what we just listened to. That was from 1967, Art. Yes, uh, I'd like to thank uh, Gil Rose Jr., and that was Gil Rose Jr., whose dad was uh, obviously Gil Rose Sr., the engineer of KFXT, the man who built a lot of KFXT, and Gil uh, has been a member of our History Idaho Broadcasting Foundation but, but, for quite a while, and what he did is he taped during the time that he was uh, a youngster and a young man a lot of radio stations, and that was an actual air check with Marty Holtman from 1967. Boy, Marty Holtman sounded really young. Oh, yeah. I mean... Really young. Well, Marty is still around, and uh, we yeah. saw Marty on Saturday at our broadcast history meeting. And Marty is in great shape and uh, been at KBOI since 1961 and uh, retired from KBOI from this radio station right here in 1967. And then, of course, uh, went on to continue on TV, I think, until, I want to say, about 2000, uh, when Scott Duraval completely took over. And uh, Marty is just a wonderful guy. And, of course, he was a disc jockey. Had that, uh, he called it music at Marty's place. And that's what you heard right there was a little bit of a... Now, was he a morning man? Well, he was uh, in the uh, like uh, in the 1970s. I think it was about 1969 that Gene Perkins retired, and a guy by the name of Fred Lilge Jr., yeah. Fred Novak. Fred Novak. Yeah, he took over as morning announcer at KBOI, if you can imagine that, prior to working for KFXD, and it didn't work. And so they put Marty on in the morning, I think in uh, late 1969, and Marty was doing the mornings for about six years. I worked for Marty. I was an announcer at QBOI. As a matter of fact, I think you've got a chart there in your hands, don't you? Yes. And uh, do you see, uh, turn turn it over there, Doug, on the other side. That is the top 67. <laughs> and they weren't in any particular order. They were just listed there. Mm-hmm. And that was QBOI's chart. And it might list over to one side a dish jockey. Now, what year was this? 1970. Yes, and that's when I started at KBOI, uh, 1970. I was there about two years, uh, 70, 71, 72. And then uh, Marty uh, retired in 1976 when Lon Dunn took over on mornings. Oh. But uh, Marty continued doing uh, television on Channel 2. By that time, it was KBCI. But uh, our foundation was involved in the move to try to get it uh, converted back to KBOI-TV, and uh, we were successful, and uh, thanks to the manager of this radio station, Don Morin, who manages Citadel right now, uh, Don was receptive to the idea of uh, getting the call letters uh, back to KBOI-TV, and I think there's some synergy having a radio and a TV station with the, the same call letters, and that's what they did. Uh, I believe it was early 2010 when that took place. So been just a little over a year that Channel 2 has now been KBOI-TV again. But, well, you know, what does KBCI mean? It really doesn't mean anything, but BOI means Boise. Well, KBOI-TV is owned by Fisher Broadcasting, which owns uh, Como at 1000, a clear channel, uh, not a clear channel company, but a clear channel radio station, one of right. the 48 in the country, at 50,000 watts. And uh, it would just be a natural, it would seem to me, 
that uh, Fisher would want a radio property, but I understand that they've sold most of their radio properties except for Como in Seattle and, uh, I believe, uh, NFM in Seattle. Yeah, I don't know too much about that. The guy that was uh, here in Boise, Larry Roberts, was the manager of uh, KBCI here when the move was made to change to the KBCI. And Larry actually had a radio group in Montana, and he had sold that to Fisher and then went to work for them, and uh, they subsequently got kind of got out of the radio business. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey there, pardon the interruption. I know you were really listening intensely to this episode. My apologies, but I'd like to take a moment to let you know that there are other people who love this podcast as much as you and like hearing some really cool, interesting topics and discussions. And if you have a brand, product, maybe you have a podcast yourself, if you would like to advertise in this podcast, either a pre-roll at the beginning of an episode, in the middle, just like you're hearing right now, or at the end of podcast episodes, please let me know. I would love to help you connect with the listeners just like yourself with whatever it is you would like to get uh, to their ears. Just email advertising at everettpodcast.com. Again, pardon the interruption. I will get you right back to this episode that you're listening to. Thanks. Oh, yes, that's an old KFXD All-American Radio jingle. That's an old one. Uh, All-American Radio Jingle 69. That's when uh, Wayne Cornelius was the uh, general manager. Yes, uh, Wayne's daughter, Carrie Cornelius, is part of her foundation. And if uh, Wayne were here right now, Wayne passed away a few years ago, but Wayne would say it's a Saturday morning. It's a BU to a full spring day. <laughs> which was Wayne's uh, characteristic. And I guess uh, the other thing that he said, Doug, is that when people would say, Wayne, how are you? Wayne would say, great, absolutely great. Yeah. Uh, I went to work at KFXD in 1982, and Wayne was still uh, the, uh, well, the president. He was working for the uh, NAB radio division in Washington, right, D.C., right. but he still was an owner. And uh, we've got a call from uh, Jerry this morning. Now, Jerry, I want you to hang on. We're going to be back to talk to you in just a moment. We're going to take a quick break, and uh, then we'll come back. We'll talk to you with Art Gregory. We're waiting for the arrival of Del Chapman on uh, Weekend Idaho with Doug McConaughey and you. If you want to join the conversation, 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. You can also... Write me at WeekendIdaho at KBOI.com. I read them all. I can't necessarily respond to every one of them, but I sure like to read them. All coming up in just a moment on News Talk 670 KBOI. This is Weekend Idaho with Doug McConaughey on News Talk 670 KBOI. Don't miss Michael Savage. Weeknight 7 to 10. On Idaho's News Talk Authority, 670-KBOI. And 670-KBOI.com. The number one radio station for news. News Talk 670-KBOI. When love is king, when boy 
This is Weekend Idaho with Doug McConaughey on News Talk Pasta fazool, yeah. Italian soup. You can probably remember when that song was popular, right, Art? Well, yeah, it predates me a little. No, but no, I, I don't mean as an announcer, <laughs> but when you're growing up with radio, that was on. That was on the radio. Sure, uh, you were a kid. KIDO and QBOI played music uh, of that nature, and that would have been an oldie back then. I was born in 1952, and I think that particular song came out most likely in the 50s. Late 50s, yeah. Yes. But it stayed popular forever, especially on full-service stations or what we called MOR, middle of the road, which I understand that... There's a middle of the road today. Taylor was telling me there's MOR, and I'm going, no, no, no. MOR, no, that that went out back in the 60s and 70s, but apparently a soft rock is is middle of the road now. Is well, I think, yeah, that's uh, kind of what they called it. Uh, they, You know, there was a lot of different terms for these things, uh, full service, middle of the road, road adult contemporary, remember, AC, you know, and then, then they take uh-huh. on acronyms, you know, like AOR, which stood for uh, album uh, or alternative album rock. You know, and then there was EOR, which stood for uh, eclectic oriented rock. Mm. And uh, then, uh, you know, people get it mixed up and they say, yes, so I'm listening to ELO. And, well, that's Electric Light Orchestra, you know, mm-hmm. and it, you know, so uh, these acronyms go throughout the industry. I think uh, the latest, you know, there's uh, Alternative Radio, which is kind of like what uh, 94.9 is, the river, 
is, uh, you know, an alternative station. And uh, Rick Waite kind of started uh, that with uh, 94.9 when they called it KF95, which stood, of course, for KFXD. FM, which is when you were working there in 1982, they had KF95. No, KF95 didn't come along until several years later. At that point, it was called X95. Oh, yes. Between a rock and a soft place. Oh, yes. And they didn't go to KF95 until an outfit out of Iowa bought them and uh, brought in a guy named Tom Simmons. And uh, he he changed it to KF95. Let's go to the phones this morning. Jerry in Boise. Good morning. Welcome to the conversation. Hey, it's great to hear Art Gregory back on the radio again. I used to win prizes from him back in the day. Really? Jerry, yeah. who's this? Um, I mean, who who are you, Jerry? Or when did you listen to me on the radio? Do I know I, who you are? I think it was KFXD or KWZ. Well, yeah, it would have been KWZ back in the uh, the late 1970s, early 80s, sure. Yeah, that was fun. You mentioned uh, how KBOI became KBCI? Yes. Well, um, I worked with Larry Chase, and he was a manager at Channel 2 at the time. Remember the old building? Yeah, oh, of course, the marble-faced building. Yeah, it had that big old sign out front. <laughs> yes. I know where Jerry's going with this. Yeah, I do, too. Uh, well, Larry Chase was really good at cutting costs, and uh, the biggest obstacle they had was what to do with the sign if they changed the name, the call letters. So what they did was they cut the bar out of the O to make the C. That yeah. was the biggest decision, or the that's why they made that decision. That's the story I heard. Well, anyway. Jerry, I'm glad you you brought that up because we can blame Larry Chase about that now. <laughs> Actually, Larry was not the the culprit there. Uh, in that, uh, oh? Jim Johns, who was the Jimmy first, yeah, first uh, member of our foundation, Jerry, uh, he was kind of running BOI at the time, and uh, those letters uh, cost a thousand dollars each, from what I understand. And while Jim uh, would not really wow. admit that that's the reason reason why they did it and of course they justified it they said that it was kbci which stood for boise city idaho which apparently is what it you know what the city was called prior to that and that was their justification but he privately admitted he said art those letters cost a thousand dollars each and you know i asked that question matter of fact i asked it to larry roberts uh, of uh, kbci when i first met him i said jerry if those letters i mean, or, I, mean I said uh, larry if those letters cost a thousand dollars each how many do you think the new owners of the radio station wanted to change did they want to change four no did they want to change three no did they want to change two no they didn't want to change any they did change one as jerry pointed out and they did that by not changing it really they just cut the part of the o out and turned it into a c yeah there you go well jerry i sure appreciate your call this morning thanks enjoy the show okay thank you weekend idaho saturday with doug mcconaughey and you in studio with me this morning art gregory with well we're, we're wondering what happened to del chapman uh, but Dell was excited to 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 be here. Uh, I told him. I said, "You know where we're at, right, Dell? I don't believe Dell ever worked at KBOI. He did actually. He did. Uh, when Dell got back from um, from uh, Seattle in the eighties, uh, would have been the late eighties. Lon Dunn was still program director, and Dell and Lon worked together at KIDO. 
and our good friends. And Lon hired Dell as a uh, part-time weekend announcer here. In matter of fact, Larry Church, who works for Peak Broadcasting, is an account exec at KIDO. Larry indicated that he loved working with Dell because he got to bowl with Dell. Dell was on the KBOI bowling team. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's funny. Sure. Well, uh, let's go ahead, Taylor. Do we have uh, something uh, queued up? The, this Let me introduce this. Uh, this is going back to um, 1961 when author Ernest Hemingway uh, died uh, of a gunshot wound to the head. And Vern Moore, a longtime reporter at KIDO, was reporting to NBC's Monitor News. Five minutes of Monitor News on the hour, brought to you by Rambler, whose sales are way up with more than a 1,000 motorists buying new Ramblers every day. Now here's Stephen Flanders, NBC News. Once, back in January 1954, author Ernest Hemingway and his wife Mary were lost for several days in a plane crash over the African bush. At that time, papers carried his obituary across the land. But Hemingway was found and returned to live for seven years more, until death claimed him early today. For a late report, here's Vern Moore, station KIDO in Boise, Idaho. The death of Ernest Hemingway was termed definitely accidental today by Frank Hewitt, sheriff of Blaine County, Idaho. Hewitt told me there was nothing in his investigation to indicate anything but that the author had shot himself accidentally while cleaning his shotgun so he could get in a bit of early morning hunting. According to the sheriff, Hemingway's wife Mary was upstairs in bed asleep at the Hemingway home near Idaho's famed resort city of Sun. Blaine County prosecuting attorney V.K. Jepson said it was very unlikely any inquest would be held. Mrs. Hemingway is in a state of shock and not available for an interview. She was the only member of the author's immediate family at the home, although relatives have been notified and his daughter is reported to be coming to Sun Valley from Honolulu for the funeral. The first authority notified after the shooting accident occurred at 7.30 this morning was Les Jankow, city marshal at the nearby town of Ketchum. He called in Sheriff Hewitt, who arrived shortly after 8. A coroner, Ray McGoldrick, also of Blaine County, operates a funeral home, and that is where Hemingway's body was taken. Vern Moore in Boise. Well, that's, uh, that takes us back a long time ago. And uh, Vern Moore, I didn't get to know Vern until he was uh, working part-time for Morrison Knudsen. I think he worked full-time for a while. Then he worked for the old uh, Boise Redevelopment Agency, the BRA. Right. And Yeah, uh, I didn't know that Vern Enoffer worked for MK, but I do know that he worked for the BRA yeah. when he uh, left KIDO. Uh, Doug, Vern was at KIDO from 1935 until... Uh, 1977, 42 years at one radio station. And, of course, Vern is the man that spoke the first words on TV where we were last Friday, a week ago yesterday, up on Crestline Drive as television began as KIDO-TV, Channel 7, on July 12, 1953. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back as uh, we continue our conversation with Art Gregory, still looking for Dell Chapman. Uh, if you'd like to join the conversation this morning, good time to call 336-3700-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. This is Weekend Idaho with Doug McConaughey on News Talk 670-KBOI. 
No matter when it is or where you are. Get KBOI News first. Get the news as it happens by following KBOI on Twitter or Facebook. Download the KBOI mobile app. Get breaking news email or text alerts. Or just listen live anytime at 670KBOI.com. Treasure Valley News, traffic, weather, sports, and more. Get the news first from News Talk 670KBOI at 670KBOI.com. Don't miss a thing. News on the hour, on the half, and when it breaks. News Talk 670 KBOI. This is Weekend Idaho with Doug McConaughey on News Talk 670 KBOI. Talk 670 KBOI Weekend Idaho with Doug McConaughey and Art Gregory. Well, we, we're going to say that he's a broadcasting historian these days. Of course, he was uh, involved in, in broadcasting at an early age. And Art, when you grew up in the 50s and the 60s, around the house, the radio was tuned to what station? 
Well, uh, you know, I really started listening to uh, KATN, K10 Radio, in about the early 1960s. I was more into TV, grew up in Ontario, Oregon, and TV, uh, you know, had its infancy in Boise in 1953. I was born in 1952. So from right from the time I was born, the moment we got a TV, I was interested in broadcasting. I liked the programs. I liked the shows. But, Doug, you know what I actually liked? I liked the commercials and the jingles. And I uh, can still remember them from being a little kid. And, uh, you know, in answer to your question, what do we listen to around the house? My parents listen to KIDO. My dad liked that. Uh, the You know, of course, the kids around the house, my older brother and sister, listen to KIDO and Del Chapman on Saturday night doing mm-hmm. the oldies. KGEM was playing oldies. Uh, excuse me. KGEM was playing Top 40 at the time, as was KIDO on Saturday nights. And uh, K10 was an interesting station out on Fairview Avenue. Do you remember the old KBBK with the little airport control tower? Ralph Ralph Frazier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ralph is uh, still around. He's not doing too good, and we want to wish Ralph well. He's a member of our foundation. And uh, Ralph, if you're out there listening, hang in there, buddy. But uh, uh, K10 uh, started uh, this block format where it was not just a whole bunch of different things during the day. Uh, Doug, you know, radio stations, they'd start off uh, the, the day with news and information, and then they would go to housewife-type music, or, <laughs> and then they would go to country during the afternoon, and then they'd go to news in the middle of the road during the, mm-hmm. uh, the late afternoon, and then at night, a lot of them played rock and roll, and on the weekends, they did all kinds of things like religious programming and whatnot. Well, Ralph Frazier took KATN and played country music nonstop, and that was in 1961, and he was a pioneer, not only in the country format, but uh, in, you know, making a radio station that was just one format all the time. And I like K-10, and matter of fact, we have some old K-10 jingles here that would uh, bring back uh, little memories. Uh, there's one called, uh, This is the Spot, and uh, that kind of... What number uh, are we talking about? Well, let's see. It's uh, the K10 jingles are number twelve, which is the this is the spot jingle. Number and that, eleven and number twelve, Taylor. Yeah, and it kind of summed up what K10 was. K bar ten, K bar ten, your listening friend. Ten ten on everybody's radio. K A T N in Boise. I always like that in Boise. And then the second one. This is the spot, cause what we've got is the hottest brand of going. The Tower of Power in Treasure Valley, Idaho's number one. Country and western music and fun, that'll chase your blues away. Uh, let me tell you, partner, you're the one to pull up a radio and stay today at K-A-T-N. Boy, and people did. Let me tell you, that was uh, one point in time, Doug, the number one radio, rated radio station in this town. It was a daytimer on 1010 kilocycles, 
And uh, that they had a, a Western electric transmitter that came from KSRV in Ontario, wired up by Gil Rose Sr., the guy I talked about earlier who was at KFXD. And this guy was an engineer par excellence. And uh, he made 1,000 watts sound like 10,000 watts. And it was a powerful radio station and uh, dynamic personalities. Hop aboard the New Line Time Machine as the years roll back to 1936. The nation's in an uproar about the latest fad sweeping the high schools, marijuana. And this same year, Hollywood, in the public interest and to make a buck, exposed this weed from the Devil's Garden in the amazing film Reefer Madness. Yes, film buffs, it's what you've been waiting for. The campiest, most ridiculous film about drugs or people ever produced. The kids from the malt shop used to be model high school students, but now see them on the silver screen, dancing and writhing sensuously after smoking what they thought were harmless cigarettes, but in reality were reefers. For the audience at home, reefer is the underworld term for a marijuana cigarette. Reefer Madness, made in 1936, started all the myths about marijuana. It's guaranteed to boggle your mind and pucker your goose. The original version is seen by Congress in 1937. The special Midnight Freak Shows this Friday and Saturday at the Ada Theater in Boise include a special surprise full-length Beatle film. And, of course... Uh, 6.53, one hour, seven minutes before switchover. At, and uh, hello there. <laughs> Bill, we're back 60 degrees now and warming up. And this is the Gene Perkins Show from KBOI Radio. Gene is uh, graciously putting up with uh, Pat O'Halloran and Jim Hawks and myself this morning. Gives me a chance to read a paper, Bill. Oh, does it? As we get ready to change over, make the big switch to 50,000 watts at a new spot on the dial at 8 oh, o'clock. I'm really, uh, I may uh, have a calm exterior, but inside, I'm seething. I mean, I'm excited about this. I'm I, excited, oh, too, Gene. Boy, you know... When you look at that coverage map and realize we're going to be reaching north and south and uh, several other directions, uh, it's going to be great, and uh, we sure want to hear from the folks. That was uh, June twenty fifth, nineteen sixty eight, when they made the big switch from nine fifty five thousand watts to fifty thousand watts, and that was Gene Perkins and folks from around here will recognize a former county commissioner who I think you probably knew, Doug Bill Gratton. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> now, at uh, K10, that later became what uh, KBRJ and right and all of that. Aren't they that signal now is at nine fifty? Yes, that uh, that station is still on the air. I think the call letters are KJNY. Uh, or K-N-J-Y, and I think it stands for Nampa Joy. They call it K-Joy. Uh, Steve Sumner owns it, and uh, Steve bought that station, I think, from the Jensen Brothers. He is the third owner of the station. Ralph put the thing on back in uh, 1961. Ralph was working here at KBOI, and uh, it didn't go over too well when Ralph, uh, it was announced in the paper that Ralph was filing for a radio station, and... And he already worked 
for a radio station. And so the owner of the station brought Ralph in, and uh, he'd called the FCC, and the FCC said, yeah, it looks like we're going to grant it. Actually, he'd called their attorney. He'd be always attorney. And uh, according to the story, Ralph went into Wes Willick's office, and Wes Willick said, looked right up at him and said, your radio station on 1010 is going to be granted, according to our attorneys. You're fired. <laughs> well, there's only two kinds of people who are in radio, those that had been fired and those that will be fired. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. We'll be back with more of the history of Idaho broadcasting with Doug McConaughey and Art Gregory and you, 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. is Weekend Idaho with Doug McConaughey on News Talk 670 KBOI. Monday morning, start your day with Idaho's first morning news with Paul J. Schneider and Chris Walton. Paul J. Schneider and Chris Walton. On News Talk 670 KBOI. Don't miss a thing. News Talk 670 KBOI. Idaho's largest radio news team. This is Weekend Idaho with Doug McConaughey on News Talk 670 KBOI. Sugar Town. 
And not a drop fell on little old me. That was Nancy Sinatra, uh, Sugartown. That must have been about 1967. Doug McConaughey, Art Gregory is with me, and yes. we had hoped to have been joined by Dell Chapman, but Dell's alarm didn't go off this morning. Doggone it. Dell, we're, we're going to have to do it again. Uh, more of the history of broadcasting in the Treasure Valley and in Idaho in just a moment on News Talk 670 KBOI. Don't miss the big Memorial Weekend sale this Friday through Monday at Tom Scott Toyota. See why the best new cars make the best used cars with sale pricing and 2.9% APR financing on all Toyota certified pre-owned vehicles. You'll also find special incentives throughout our huge inventory of new cars and trucks, including 1.9% APR financing on new 2011 Camrys and Tundras. Recent college grads can get a $1,000 rebate on six new Toyota models and three new Scion models. And if the lease is ending on your Toyota or Scion, return it to us at Tom Scott Toyota. We'll give you $200 no matter where you leased it. See us for complete details during the big Memorial Weekend Sale at Tom Scott Toyota under the big American flag at the Idaho Center Auto Mall in Napa. Financing on approved credit. Offers end 53111. Your choice just got better. Idaho's News Talk Authority. 670 KBOI Boise. Don't miss a thing. News Talk 670 I'm Joan Bennett. President Obama talking democracy with his Polish counterparts before heading home. Your actions charted a course for freedom uh, that inspired many uh, on this continent uh, and beyond. Uh, And it has many relevant lessons. So we want to encourage all states undergoing similar experiences to learn from Poland. The president will be on the ground tomorrow in Joplin, Missouri, meeting with tornado victims. Last Sunday's monster storm is blamed for at least 132 deaths. Besides funerals today, ABC's Matt Gutman in Joplin says there's also a wedding. In the moments after that tornado struck, Aaron Cox just started walking down the streets of Joplin, talking to people. He was searching for his sister, Sarah, and her fiance, Mike. Well, today, Aaron Cox is getting married here in Joplin, a sign that amidst all of this destruction, life really does move on. The violent weather has hit the northeast. Intense thunderstorms stalled over central Vermont, pushing rivers over their banks. About 200 people had to be evacuated. The border between Egypt and the Gaza Strip is open again for the first time in four years, allowing most Palestinians to come and go. An Egyptian blockade had prevented most of Gaza's one and a half million people from being able to travel abroad. It's a holiday weekend for most Americans. Millions are hitting the roads and airports for a long-delayed getaway. ABC's David Curley in Vienna, Virginia. Travel experts say it was that long, cold winter that are driving a lot of people out to get to, and believe it or not, the top three destinations, warm weather destinations, mostly beaches. Folks just wanted a break from that winter. A very special Indy 500 tomorrow. The iconic race celebrates its 100th anniversary. One of the cars in the field of 33 is owned by former racer Sam Schmidt, who was paralyzed in a crash 11 years ago. He'll be watching from the stands. You're listening to ABC News. 
The trial of Casey Anthony has resumed today in Orlando. She's accused of murdering her two-year-old daughter, Kaylee, three years ago. Casey's father, George Anthony, on the witness stand, was asked about the strong odor that was discovered in Casey's car after it was impounded. ABC's Ashley Banfield at the trial. He was recalled to the stand now for the third time to answer questions about the smell coming from the car. And at one point, George Anthony broke down and cried, saying, I said, please, God, don't let this be Casey or Casey. In the category of Get a Life, we hear about a barrage of online criticism of a Canadian couple who refused to reveal their baby's gender. Is Storm a little boy or a little girl? His or her parents won't say. When he or she was born in Toronto four months ago, parents Kathy Witterick and David Stocker sent out an email announcement saying Storm was healthy and they were happy. And that's all. The parents say not revealing the identity is a tribute to freedom of choice. But since the news hit, they've been slammed by angry emails. They responded with an email of their own that reads that the whole world must know what is between the baby's legs is unhealthy, unsafe, and voyeuristic. We know, and we're keeping it clean, safe, healthy, and private. Sherry Preston. ABC News. More Bernie Madoff memorabilia, art and artifacts that once belonged to the imprisoned swindler being auctioned off in South Florida compensate victims of Madoff's Ponzi scheme. This is ABC News. I'm Joan Bennett, ABC News. Thank you for helping make KBOI Idaho's number one choice for news. You know, I gotta tell you something. Don't miss Sean Hannity. I love what Phoebe said. Live weekdays at one. Let me hold your hand, Mr. President. Let me explain to you what the reality of having rockets seven, eight thousand fired into our cities and bombs blowing up in our pizza parlors and, and in our streets is all about. Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity. Weekdays one to four. Let me explain to you what you obviously don't have a clue about. On News Talk six seventy KBOI. It's uh, it's amazing. Don't miss a thing. Don't miss a thing. Weekend Idaho with Doug McConaughey on News Talk 670 KBOI. Good, good Saturday morning to you. Welcome to Saturday, Weekend Idaho Saturday with Doug McConaughey. Art Gregory is in studio with me. Unfortunately, Del Chapman could not make it this morning. And uh, Del, of course, is a living legend. In both rock and roll radio and uh, radio history from the 50s and 60s and part of the 70s, too. And Dell was uh, one of my broadcast uh, teachers. In fact, I have two former uh, communication teachers in this valley. Uh, Dr. Gary Peterson was the chairman of the communications department at the University of Puget Sound, uh, one of my teachers. And he moved here a few years ago. Wow. And uh, he called me up out of the blue and said, he was listening, and uh, then Dell Chapman, of course, was at uh, Ron Bailey School of Broadcast. I'd gone there after being a newspaper reporter and wanted to know how to get into radio. And this was in Seattle, and uh, went went to started to broadcast school. And right. Dell Dell was the he cracked the whip. Boy, I disliked that guy. He made us work, but uh, it was really good because I learned a lot. And the best part was that they had an internship opening at a radio station, and they got me a job. And so I wow. went to work at the radio station. I didn't need any more broadcast training. 
um, and uh, rest is history. I, I had to drop out of Ron Bailey because, uh, well, I already had a job and was doing everything that they could teach me, well, cool. except for getting a, a first phone, a first-class radio license. And back in those days, of course, today, you don't even need a note from your your mother to get on the air. But back then, if you were going to be on uh, the transmitter, especially at night, uh, directional, and especially if you're uh, operating a transmitter of uh, five or 10,000 watts, you needed to have a first phone. If you're going to be a DJ or a newsman on during the day, whether you signed on the log or not, you needed a third phone, a third-class license. Really, you didn't need any license to actually be on the air, but it was signing the logs that you needed the license for. And uh, any radio station that was uh, 10,000 watts or above in power had to have a first-class operator on duty at all times at the transmitter. Or if you were directional at any time, if you were directional, you had to have first-class license. So what they did is Ron Bailey would do these, but Ron, Ron Bailey would really teach you the material. But there were other groups uh, like the Ogden School of Broadcasting, and they would teach you the material, but they would teach it to you over a six- to eight-week period of intensive training, and uh, they would give you enough information to pass that test. Now, whether or not you used it or not, when Jim Blossie was here last week from KIDO back in the 60s, I asked Jim, I said, you got your first class from Ogden. Did you retain any of that? And he said, Art, it's all about whether you use it or not. If you had used it, you'd, you would have retained it, but you didn't use it. All you did was take transmitter readings. And it's really kind of silly to have somebody with that uh, caliber of license sitting out baby said in the transmitter, but at this radio station right here, KBOI, I worked there in 1970, 71, 72. I had a third class. All of us did. And the reason why is KBOI maintained a full-time transmitter engineer at both transmitters, the one out by CUNA for the radio station and the one on the hill for KBOI-FM, which is now KQFC, and uh, KBOI-TV, which is Channel 2, which we talked about mm-hmm. earlier. Well, it's a lot like uh, law school and lawyers. Law school doesn't teach you to be a lawyer, uh, but it allows you to become a baby lawyer, and you learn the law by being a lawyer, by doing it. Same thing with uh, broadcast engineering. And uh, a lot of us just needed to get the ticket so that we could work there. When I got into management and radio management um, at the very end of that era, uh, it would be foolish to hire anybody to work at the station that didn't have a third phone uh, because you never would know when they would have to sign the transmitter. Correct. And it was just a waste of time to have people who couldn't also uh, sign the logs and, and do all of that. And I worked at stations in in uh, Seattle area that had those full-time uh, restrictions. And I started... Uh, yeah, where all did you work, Doug? I mean, I am just, I got to tell you, I'm very impressed with your resume. You're a lawyer, correct? I'm a mediator and arbitrator. You're a mediator I'm a recovering lawyer. I'm, I try every day not to be a lawyer. Do you actually have a uh, law degree, though? Yes, I, I do. And, uh, and uh, so you're a lawyer. You have a first-class radio telephone permit or license. Uh, my goodness. I mean, you know, your qualifications are incredible with what you've been through in your life. Where all have you worked? Well, Seattle uh honolulu hawaii but i mean you, i mean what stations in- well in uh, in seattle i worked at the old kayo 
Okay. And yes. uh, I started there uh, in the newsroom. It was a news talk station, huge newsroom, and uh, we uh, I, I had to sign on the license there at night because I ran the newsroom and anchored newscast all night long. And of course, Seattle's a very intense news town. And right. uh, boy, we 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 put the first uh, airplane in the sky for traffic um, outside of uh, KOMO. Uh, they had they had one, and uh, then we went into the business, and we put the first uh, radio talk host uh, psychologist on the air. Wow, uh, Doctor Wayne Johnson. And then when I went to KVI, I worked with Doctor Jennifer James, and uh, she did the uh, uh, Fraser Crane thing as well in Seattle. So I worked there at uh, KO and uh, Como and KVI and short time at uh, Cairo, and there was a a station by the name of, I think, KGW, no, that would have been Portland. I, I, right now, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, the but one they, on 1250? No, no. Uh, well, I don't know. Well, I, I'm going to have to go back and search my memory on that, but it's where I first got uh, indoctrinated because we were looking for a way to pay uh, for several of us go to the Democratic National Convention in 1972. And so uh, we filed radio reports for this station, and I can't for the life of me remember. Maybe it was KTW. But there was also a KXL, and I wanted to work at KXL. Uh, They were at 77, 770. You're thinking actually of KXA. KXA. There you go. Yes, KXA. And KTW, I believe, was in in, uh, Tacoma on 1330, uh, somewhere in that. But they broadcast in Seattle. Correct. That's where their their station was. And and the one you just mentioned, KXA at 77, was the only station that still had a dipolar antenna. Downtown Seattle, on top of one of the buildings, they had probably a 40-foot tower, two of them, and then hung the antenna uh, between the the two of them, it's an old station. Brent Larson, who uh, put uh, KUUZ and owned Kane K A I N thirteen forty, uh, owned part of KXA in Seattle, and uh, I worked for Brent. Really? So, yes. Yeah, so uh, Seattle connection. There's a lot of connections, Doug, between Seattle and Boise. This radio station mm-hmm. that we're on right now was first owned by Queen City Broadcasting, and KBOI was put on the air in 1947 by a Seattle organization. The guy that owned Cairo, Saul Haas, put on KBOI. So, well, at, at uh, KXA, that was put on the air by Chester Dumb, and uh, uh, he got the 770. He wanted. He was one of the petitioners for the Channel Seven. TV license, right? But he didn't get it, and he had 770, and he was going to run the two of them uh, together. And then uh, later, of course, Bonneville Broadcasting had both Cairo Channel Seven and Cairo uh, News Radio. I forget the frequency of that one, but you're right. The sphere of influence in broadcasting back in in the early days was Seattle to Boise. And not necessarily Salt Lake or Portland or Spokane, uh, although some there was some uh, uh, probably networking that was going on. Uh, I've also worked at KLIX in uh, Twin Falls. I worked for Charlie Tuma. Do you know Charlie? I don't know Charlie. I uh, Charlie was, I think, the engineer 
there, and yes. he ended up buying the station from yeah. Rosie Lane. Matter of fact, uh, Taylor, I don't know if you can, towards the end of the list there, there is a hilarious news uh, intro for uh, Clicks News in Twin Falls. There it is. And uh, perhaps you could uh, uh, play that for us just as long as we're talking about Clicks. And we've got a lot of listeners down in Twin Falls. So, folks in Twin Falls, this is what you used to listen to. News. For you on each half hour. Told with impact and with power. All, all the news, news for you from A to Z. News is first from Clicks News Tower. Watch the weather. It may shower. News from anywhere the news may be. So to keep up with the latest. Stick with Clicks to hear the greatest coverage of news. And we will do the news for you. Ah, KLIX, the sound of the valley. Uh, Charlie Tuma. Clicks is clicking. Clicks is clicking. Some places I've got an old clock that says clicks is clicking. And they used to hand out clickers at the uh, Twin Falls County Fair. Oh, yeah. They were like those little cricket things, right, weren't they? Like right. uh, Paul Parrott you shoes. You, kids all had them. What, what did you say? What kind of shoes? Paul Parrott. Oh. Paul Parrott, remember they had those little things that would go right. click, 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 click. Right. And I'll tell you, if you wanted to drive a parent crazy, that would be it. Yeah. Remember Mad Magazine? Yeah. Yeah, Mad Magazine had the lighter side of this and that. One of right. them was the lighter side of birthdays. And I remember this uh, mother saying, I'm looking for a, a something for an eight-year-old boy. And the uh, clerk says, well, we've got this truck here, and we've got this toy dump truck over here. Oh, and we've got that big drum up there, that big bass drum. And the mother says, I'll take the drum. I can't stand the mother. <laughs> uh, um, you know, with uh, clicks, I need to c- correct something on Charlie Tuma because he probably could be listening to us in Twin Falls. Charlie was uh, actually worked for ABC, the ABC O and O, owned and operated in uh, Denver, and came to work. He was a, a newsman, and then he became an engineer. And as you say, he bought the uh, the radio station KLIX. From uh, KLIX TV. Yeah, Rosie Lane, I think, actually. Right. Uh, see, Clicks TV had already been sold off to Western Broadcasting, Dale Moore. KMVT. Yes, yeah. and they changed the call letters to KMVT, and then uh, Clicks Radio stayed in that same location. What was it, Addison? And, uh, For a while, yeah. Yeah. And um, then they, they moved on out to uh, Red Cap Corner in Kimberly, Be- built a beautiful facility out there. Well, let's take a break. Uh, Doug McConaughey, Art Gregory. We're just visiting uh, some of the old days of radio. If you can, if you can remember it, maybe we're jarring a few memories loose for you. Uh, we'd look forward to having Dell Chapman in here this morning. Dell's a living legend in uh, radio broadcasting. We'll be back for a few more memories in just a moment on Weekend Idaho with Doug McConaughey on News Talk six seventy KBOI. This is Weekend Idaho with Doug McConaughey on News Talk 670 KBOI. Mark Levin. Weeknights at 10 after Michael Savage. I'm not an anarchist. I believe in a federal government. On News Talk 670 KBOI. Don't miss a thing. Volare. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. 
Let's fly way up to the clouds Away from the maddening crowds We can sing in the glow of a star That I know of where lovers enjoy peace of mind Let us leave the confusion and all this illusion behind Just like birds of a feather A rainbow together we'll find Volare Oh E cantare Oh No wonder my happy heart sings Your love has given me Penso che io sogno così non ritorne mai più Mi dipinge con le mani e la faccia di blu Poi d'improvviso tenido dal veneto rapido E incominciavo a volare nel cielo infinito Pinto di blu e chi dice di stare lassù e volavo, volavo, venite. This is Weekend Idaho with Doug McConaughey. You can talk with Doug right now at 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Now back to Weekend Idaho on News Talk 670, KBOI. Sky. Hey, good, good Saturday morning to you. Welcome to Saturday Weekend Idaho Saturday with Doug McConaughey and Art Gregory. And uh, Art was just asking me who... Uh, this gentleman is, and now let's take a look at it. Now, that would have been Vern Moore, and he Correct. held this huge box with a microphone. I don't know if that was a wire recorder or sort of a Marty transmitter. You wondered who the gentleman was. He's holding right. a coat, and he's got a bag packed in front of him, and it's in front of a uh, of a gate, a storm uh, fence gate. This is at the airport, and right. I believe that gentleman looks like a sports that's, I was saying, would that be Harmon Killebrew? And Vern no. Moore said, no, that was not Harmon. Who was we, it? We visited with Vern about a year ago up in uh, Coeur d'Alene, and Vern just passed away, as you know, on uh, in February, uh, February 17th of this year. But last 
June, Larry Taylor flew us up to uh, Coeur d'Alene and we visited Vern and we walked through a lot of these pictures and Vern couldn't remember who that was. Now, another one that I thought was Broderick Crawford on Highway Patrol, he said, oh no, he said that was band leader Paul Whiteman. And uh, Vern Moore was at 94, still very sharp and knew exactly who that was, but he didn't know who that that uh, uh, baseball player, it looks like a baseball player to me. I don't know if it was Vernon Law or it could have been Larry Jackson. Um, it almost looks a little like it might be Larry Jackson, but, um, you know, it I'm does. so, I'm so young like that uh, mm-hmm. I don't, I, and I don't really follow sports. We need Jeff Caves and Mike Prater, Caves and Prater, to tell yeah. us who that is. Now, Vern died in, in February. Why was he living in Coeur d'Alene? Well, what had happened with Vern is Vern started at KIDO in 1935. He was working for Benson Polytechnic High School, and he was, he'd been in the Navy, and he was a 19-year-old high school kid on the air, and listen to this, Doug, at a shared time broadcast station in Portland, KEX, and KEX shared their time with Benson Polytech High School. They had to sign off and let the high school kids on. Well, when Vern, when KEX signed off and, and Vern came Came on for Benson, uh, Kiddo Phillips and Georgia Davidson, at that time Georgia mm-hmm. Phillips, were in town, heard Vern Moore on the air, go, went over to that radio station and hired him, and he got in the backseat of their Packard and drove from Portland, Oregon to Boise, Idaho, and they hired him in 1935. Wow, unbelievable. That's, that's the early days of broadcasting. Dan and Marcin, I haven't heard from you for a while, buddy. How are you? Well, I've been listening to you because I've listened to all the Dean Martins you've been playing this morning, all the way back <laughs> to 5 o'clock. Yeah, kind of nice, huh? I should have asked for permission to come aboard. Permission granted. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say, uh, I remember some of the radios. Uh, one of the ones I, the one I listened to was in my early days was Ted Romero at uh, in Fallon, Nevada. Ted Romero? Yeah. Fallon? You, you could get the, catch that at night when you're DXing? Well, he was a, a daytime uh, mm. uh, radio uh, jockey, and uh, he, see, he, even, uh, one time my daughter was on his station, and uh, and he uh, got her to sing, and, and it went over the air, so, so my daughter kind of got a little bit embarrassed, but I was going to say, in radio back then, too, you remember, it wasn't only just the, the music and things, we, that was our television. Sure, yeah. there was no uh, television, and Dan, you're right, uh, there was a lot of stations like KFXD in Nampa. Doug, you live in Nampa, and on 12th Avenue South in Nampa is the original oh. KFXD studios. Right. I think it's at 11th Avenue and 12th Avenue mm-hmm. South, and uh, I know there was a real estate agency uh, agent by the name of Jerry Gurdudez or something. Uh, he said that he lived right next to the KFXD studios when he was a little kid growing up in the 30s and 40s, and they had got on the radio, kind of like what Dan was talking about, saying, hey, we need a little kid to come over and sing on the radio. So he went from his own yard over to KFXD, was on the air, and promptly returned home with his mother with a switch waiting for him because he had left the yard without telling mm-hmm. her, and he got spanked because he had, was on the air, and she was listening to KFXD and heard him sing on the air. Well, KFXD, that building that that's there yes you you can actually see there was a place built for a sign an electric sign that said kfxd right and also originally the the tower and transmitter were on the back 
of that building. Correct. And then when they moved out to Amity Road in Meridian at the highest point in Ada County, uh, they kept the studio there, but they built a theater behind it that attached so they could go on the air with live programs, which I think KFXD was known for in those days. They did. Uh, matter of fact, at the uh, Shiloh Cafe in Nampa, which is, I think, called the, the Canyon Creek Cafe, there's a picture of, uh, right. have you seen that, of the right. KFXD uh, uh, hillbilly band right. and a really cute girl piano player. And, uh, you know, back in those days, uh, like what Dan was talking about, uh, you know, people would come to the radio station and they would perform live. They would have tap dancing and they'd have uh, singers mm-hmm. and piano players and that sort of thing, and they'd have a live audience similar to what we had on KIDO last week, and it was I would really love exciting. to do that. I would love to do that. Dan, hey, I appreciate the call, buddy. And don't forget, Broderick Crawford was Gunsmoke in uh, Donny the Something yeah. Goes. Yeah, are you... Sh- Yes, or, or or was it uh, the guy who played Cannon later on? Yeah, I think yeah, that was I think that, that was it, and then there's also the Mystery Theater and uh, and all of those, you know, your radio shows. You're showing your age, Dan. I know. <laughs> well, <laughs> you, I'll ask for permission to go ashore. Permission granted, Dan. Carry on. Okay, bye. All right, weekend Idaho Saturday with Doug McConaughey and Art Gregory, and by the way, we're right in the middle of a rating period. <laughs> yes. So remember what you're listening to. It's KBOI, and it is Weekend Idaho. And when you put down when you listen, you say you listen at home, at work, and in the car. There you so go. check all three boxes, and once again, the call letters are K-B-O-I. You know, I, that I, I don't think we're supposed to. Back Write in the old days, me. we couldn't talk about Well, that yeah, you're actually but. not supposed to talk about uh, yeah, but What are they going to do, fire us? But I'm okay. a broadcasting historian. I'm not a That's right. Person. That's right. Weekend Idaho, Saturday. Uh, 336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. This is Weekend Idaho with Doug McConaughey on News Talk 670 KBOI. News Talk 670 KBOI and Syringa Networks have teamed up for the 2011 Charity Golf Tournament to benefit computers for kids. It's Monday, June 20th at Boise Ranch Golf Course. In addition to 18 holes on a championship course, your tournament registration includes range balls, a gift package, team awards, a continental breakfast, and buffet lunch. To register, call Syringa Networks at 229-6181 or go to 670kboi.com, keyword golf. 70 KBOI First News. The biggest and best news team in Idaho. We got married in a fever, hotter than a pepper sprout. We've been talking about Jackson ever since the fire went out. I'm going to Jackson. I'm gonna mess around. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to Jackson. Look out, Jackson Town. Well, go on down to Jackson. Go ahead and wreck your health. Go play your hand, you big talking man. Make a big fool of yourself. Yeah, yeah. 
a snowball, Jackson. Go ahead and see if I this is Weekend Idaho with when Doug McConaughey on News Talk city, 670 KBOI. People gonna stoop and bow. All them women gonna make me teach them what they don't know how. I'm oh, going I'm going to Jackson. That's uh, Lee Hazelwood and Nancy Sinatra. Right, yes. Does that bring back some memories? That's uh, Weekend Idaho. Saturday with Doug McConaughey and Art Gregory. Let's go to Dennis in Caldwell. Morning, Dennis. Thanks for joining the conversation. Good morning. Permission to reminisce. Uh, permission granted. It seems like um, uh, Dell. Seemed like they always said the Deacon Dell Chapman. Was there anything behind the Deacon? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. what what that was is Jack Link, who was the manager of KIDO from 1959 until 1976, on location in Boise from uh, 1959 to 1962. Uh, Jack had all of the announcers come up with a handle for the Live Five, the nickname. And so it was Deacon Dell Chapman, uh, Jazz Boo Jim Blossy, just plain Dick McGarvin, because Dick didn't want a name, and he said, I don't want a name, I just want to be just plain Dick McGarvin. So they said, okay, it's just plain Dick McGarvin. And anyway, Deacons is the one that really is stuck, uh, and uh, he still goes by Deacon Dell. Deacon Chapman, Dell. And is yeah. very pleased to have that name. That's right. Dennis, hey, I appreciate your uh, question about Dell. Uh, could I um, um, tell you a story? little story a real quick one sure all right well they had great contests back then and in uh, in a short period of time i had won uh, say three um uh flights from the one of the flight services there in nampa and i was underage i didn't have any uh driver's license i knew mom wasn't going to take me so to claim them you had to go to nampa and get them so i rode my bike clear to nampa <laughs> got the tickets uh, got back to home, of course, and then in the next few days, why my sister and her husband, why we, they drove me over there, and we, we took a flight around the, the valley here. It was kind of cool. Was this on KFXD? Is that you on that I think it was. I, yeah, because they were in Nampa. KIDO, of course, would be in Boise. KGEM well, was in Nampa. studio. Yeah. Right there where Murdoch Finance is on the corner of, I think it's uh, 11th or Yeah, Deadbeat Corner. Right. Right there at KGEM. Hey. Martin. Yeah. Well, Dennis, you take care. Have a All great right. Memorial Day weekend. Sure. All right. Let's uh, go ahead and go back to the phone. Bill in Boise. Good morning, Bill. Oh, hi. Uh, uh, how are you guys doing? Not doing bad. Good, Bill, how are you? Interesting show. I'm a, I used to have a buddy who used to work out in the desert on that transmitter for when it shifted over to 100,000. Yep, 50,000. Yep, 50,000. Yeah. Marty, Marty Holtman used to call it the Plains of Cuna, the Lonely Plains of Cuna. Yeah, we drove out. Yeah, he used to sit out there, and his name was Bill Laxon. I don't know if you guys knew him or not. I was over there working for a couple of years, and then he went to Oregon after. He was just a high school student, pretty young. Right, yeah, I don't know Bill, but I think we we have a picture of him. He was a handsome young man and uh, worked for KBOI for a short time. And he had his, as Doug has, his first class radio telephone license. That's that's right. It was, uh, it was, it was, uh, I remember listening to the radio back then, and I think I, I heard the first simulcast I heard. It was when we were broadcasting the Grand Ole Opry, and... Uh, uh, it was on the TV, 
I don't remember what channel it was, but it was on the radio too. I ran around, turned all the radios on, and listened to uh, and watched it on TV all at the same time. Sure. Well, you know what they did for early FM prior to FM stereo being granted. They ran the left channel on KBOI AM and the right channel on KBOI FM, and you had to have two radios to get stereo. Wow. Hey, we got to go. I appreciate the call, Dennis. I mean, uh, Bill. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I appreciate the call. We'll talk again <laughs> soon. Okay. Yeah. Weekend Idaho Sunday. We've got time for uh, one more call before we take the break. Bob Forey in Nampa. Morning, Bob. Well, good morning. Hey, it's uh, really astounding how important radio has been in our lives. As you guys talk and recall, uh, my thought was uh, used to take our, us boys, our girlfriends, up to the Hotel Boise uh, up on the second floor. They had a radio studio mm-hmm. in there. K-I-D-O. K-I-D-O. And they would let us come in, and it was a glassed-in portion. They had seats out there for us, and uh, that was a big deal to get to go up there and actually <laughs> yeah. watch the radio guys. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's great. I sure appreciate your program this morning. and I, It seemed like Bill Gratton might have been in there. Yes, he was. Yes. Yep. yep. Bill, he uh, was. Bob, uh, Bill actually worked for KIDO. That's where he started. And then when uh, KBOI got started as KDSH in 1946, oh. it was, as, I'm sorry, in 1947, when they put uh, this radio station, the one we're speaking on right now, uh, used to be KDSH, and it started in 1947. And Bill came over to uh, KDSH from KIDO. Well, hey. boy, I'll tell you, it, uh, this shows just how important radio has been in our lives. And uh, a, a good program this morning. Thank you. Thanks, well, Bob, Bob, I appreciate the call. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, I would love to go back to the radio station being on the mezzanine of the old Hotel oh. Boise, the Hoff Building today. It yep. would still be good. <laughs> I'd love to do that. I'm going to have to get together some people to buy a radio station. I, I, I can sense that. Well, I need to do that. Maybe so. Mm-hmm. Give me a holler when you decide to do it. Okay. <laughs> All that right. sounds good, Bob. You Thank take you. care. All right. Well, let's uh, take a quick break. We'll be back for our final segment. Doug McConaughey, Art Gregory. And uh, Art has a phenomenal task and a calling in front of him. And uh, that's to bring us the Museum of Broadcast History. And, uh, boy, he's he's got a fine collection. Uh, it's even better than mine. But I've got some nice equipment, too. So I don't know. We'll have to. We'll have we'll, to see. Let's get together. Let's flip a coin. Merge. See whether it's my kids or you get to have that equipment. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor will bring the coin. Okay, let's take a quick break. We'll be back in just a moment on Weekend Idaho with Doug McConaughey and Art Gregory and you on News Talk six seventy KBOI. This is Weekend Idaho with Doug McConaughey on News Talk six seventy KBOI. Monday morning, get 670 KBOI first traffic and weather together every 10 minutes on the sixes. Right here on News Talk 670 KBOI. Don't miss a thing. This is Weekend Idaho with Doug McConaughey on News Talk 670 KBOI.
Oh, that's going back a few years. Skeeter Davis. Skeeter, great tune. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, that uh, that takes us back uh, to when that that song was popular. In reading some of the uh, comments uh, with Art Gregory from uh, the Museum of Broadcast History. Yeah, we actually call it the History of Idaho Broadcasting. And if you're interested, Beautiful. you can go to historyofidahobroadcasting.org. Wonderful. Uh, here's a piece of paper that came out of uh, Radio KIDO. and says, KIDO has, one, personality DJs, better music, and superior on-the-air salesmen. No rock or western on the music menu. Yes. Full-time local news and farm director. Three mobile units keep listeners apprised of local news. NBC programming, the first Boise radio station, the first network station in Boise. True. And uh, anyway, at, let's go to the, the phones right now. We've got... Uh, Steve in Boise. Hi, Steve. Hi, Doug. Art. Hey, how are Morning. you? Good. Great to hear uh, this nostalgic program. And Art, uh, this brings back personal memories. You and I go back about 50 years. Doesn't surprise, wow. doesn't surprise me a bit that you're a radio historian because when you were a 10-year-old kid and I was nine, <laughs> you, you had a simulated radio station and I was insanely jealous. <laughs> I don't know where you got them, but you had stacks and stacks of 45s that somebody gave you back then. I, I actually stole them from my sister and brother, uh, and uh, they I took their records, and they were not too happy. All right. Yeah, I had to pay 89 cents for my 45, so... Hey, I uh, remember uh, probably riding bicycles with you out to the shiny new Hillcrest Plaza shopping center, and I think it was KYME that was out there. Oh, yes, that was Dell Chapman. Dell Chapman Broadcasting from It's out a there. church now. Yeah, and yep. we uh, actually, they've torn it down. Uh, they've torn the Hillcrest Plaza down and blocked it off. You can't go anywhere except the library. The library. You, uh-huh. you go in there, and it, it's blocked off. But, uh, I, Steve, I'm pleased to say that uh, two years ago, we actually honored Dell in that very building. We rented the library and did, got the conference room, and we put the original KYME signs that are owned by uh, a guy here in town by the name of Tony Penich. And Tony loaned us the signs, and we put them back in the window and we for at least that day we were kyme one more day fantastic uh, steve I, it's good to hear from you i got to get to one more caller thanks fantastic. steve thanks. have a great memorial day weekend bye-bye Take all right care. and weekend idaho let's go to wes in boise good morning wes good morning gentlemen how are you this morning not too bad how about good. a minute all right i grew up in northern idaho listening to kboi and Pinehurst, Idaho. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I came to Boise, and uh, Ernie Allen and Chris were on KIDO, and, and uh, Paul J. was on KBOI. Um, and I, by coincidence, now run an office that happens to be directly behind what used to be the Howdy Partner on Fairview Avenue. Oh, sure. Well, what would that be? What, what building is the old Howdy Partner drive-in? Well, it's now a Mexican drive-in restaurant. The oh. building has been there for years and years and years. But uh, when when I uh, set up my office uh, in in the end of the building now that wraps around behind that uh, drive-in, they told me it used to be the Howdy Partner, and they had a little mini, like a, what, a 10-watt radio transmitter, and you could go in. Uh, actually, it was a drive-in, and they had uh, uh, a device out there that you could put a coin into, pick a record, and it would play it on the radio, and people could uh, tune their 
their car radios to that particular channel. I now, don't know that what... I didn't know. Now, what they did have is KGEM broadcast live from the Howdy Partner, and they called it Miss KGEM. And uh, I oh. think the lady's name was Clara Hoofnagel. <laughs> With a name like Clara, you can oh. see why she decided to be Miss KGEM. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Clara Hoofnagel was the first Miss KGEM, and we've got pictures of her in front of the Howdy Partner in a glass booth. And people would make requests. And yes, I remember the Howdy Partner right across the street from General Broadcast Group on Fairview and KU 106, where KU yeah. 106 used to be. Wow. Well, uh, Wes, appreciate the call today. Thank Thanks, Wes. You bet. Have a Thank great you. show, guys. Weekend Idaho Saturday with Doug McConaughey and Art Gregory. And uh, Art, not enough time. Not enough time at all to Two do hours. this. Wow. You went quick. Uh, we're going to try to do it again and get Dell down here. Uh, History of Idaho Broadcasting Foundation Incorporated. Uh, this is a good opportunity. Uh, you can go online. What's the website? It's called History of org, And uh, you can find all kinds of things on there, including our meetings and audio, and hear things that you will not hear anywhere else, except okay. maybe on uh, your program, Doug. <laughs> Weekend so Idaho. Thank you for having okay, me right. on. We'll do it again. And uh, for you, remember the gunfighter's motto, ride hard, shoot straight, and always speak the truth. I'll see you on the radio tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. on Newstalk 670 KBOI. Welcome to Taco Bell. Can I help you? Uh, yeah. Hi. So, are you the manager? Sure am. Look, here's the thing. I hate being that guy. Well, that certainly was a very informative Boise Radio History synopsis from Weekend Idaho with Doug McConaughey, my father, hosted on 670 KBOI with Art Gregory from the History of Idaho Broadcasting Foundation. You can find out more about them from their website at historyofidahobroadcasting.org. I believe it's their website. I haven't double-checked that. Anyway... Coming up in the near future, we have some episodes. I'm going to be talking about the New Deal and the Green New Deal. I'm also going to start talking about some different vocabulary words that are thrown around in our political landscape these days and kind of decipher what they actually mean. What is rhetoric and what is factual? Anyway, thank you for joining me for this bonus episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you have any thoughts, comments, or questions, you can always reach out to me. 208-391-2808. Call and leave a voicemail or send a text message. I will talk to you next week. Have a great one. Thank you for listening. Join the conversation. Send a text message or leave a voicemail at 
Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and several podcasting platforms. All the information at everettmcconaughey.com.